You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode number three of the Blended Family Podcast. Before I get started today, I just wanted to talk about something that recently happened in the news, and I felt compelled to share the story with you. It's uh, one of our own blended families. This family was traveling to Disney World for their dream vacation from Texas, all driving in the car. It was the Hardman family. The father had three boys. The mother had two boys. And then they had a daughter together who was two. And they were driving. I don't really know what happened, but the 16-year-old teenager was driving the car, and somehow the car rolled, and many of them were ejected from the vehicle. Both parents died in the accident along with three of their kids, which leaves them three boys left. This is a tragic, tragic story, and I know they have a GoFundMe campaign. Somebody set it up for the boys so that they could have some money. I know that they've raised 29000 so far, but that's really not much when you consider all of the funeral expenses and then hopefully some money left over for the boys for education and so forth. So if you find it in your heart to contribute, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Hardman Family. That's H-A-R-D-M-A-N. And I'm going to contribute myself, and I'll also put a link in the show notes so you don't even have to remember that, and that would be a really nice thing to do. Such a terrible time, you know, for this to happen right around Thanksgiving time here in the States, and uh, my prayers and my heart go out to the family. So sorry to start off on a note like that, but I really wanted to share that with you today. So to get to the show, I'm so glad you're here with me. The episode today is about dating after divorce. I know we talked about divorce last week, and you may be wondering why I want to discuss it again, especially when this is supposed to be about blended families. The reason is simply because I'm trying to lay a foundation for you. There is an order to these things, and I'm trying to make it make sense for you. I know that everyone's in a very different place, but if you're starting out, this foundation really helps. If this is completely irrelevant to you because you're already involved in a serious relationship, I understand if you want to skip ahead. This this may not help you. But today I want to discuss your dating life after you have gone through a divorce. We're going to talk about how long you should wait to date, how to figure out what type of partner you're looking for, and how to navigate this terrain with your children. So the answer of how long you should wait is going to be hard for anyone to answer for someone else. Each person has a unique situation that would determine these issues, but there are certain factors to look at here. I would say that the answer is not so much related to a specific time as it is to your frame of mind. Although if you are fresh from divorce, you should wait a little before any involvement in a new relationship. 
Before you think of dating, you need to work on the divorce. If you missed the last episode, you may want to go back and listen to the pointers on creating that healthy divorce. I do not think that your divorce situation needs to be perfect before any new involvement. But you should be in a place on the emotional scale past the grief or hurt point. In other words, if you are so emotional still over your divorce, if you're crying every day and still grieving, this would be a bad time to get involved in a new relationship. You need to give yourself time to heal. Some people say you should wait at least a year. I don't believe in putting a time on it. You do need to pay special attention to your emotions. How does your body feel? If you aren't healed from the divorce, you will end up ruining your new relationship because of these issues. Some people heal really quickly, especially if your divorce has been a long time coming or if you really wanted it. Other people, it can take years. Be patient with yourself and give yourself the time you need. If you are trying to date to fill a void, that is not a good reason. Another thing you want to pay attention to is breaking any bad patterns, if there were any. For instance, if you were with an addict, an abuser, or a controlling person, you want to work on yourself first. The last thing you want is to repeat these patterns. Or maybe you were codependent with your ex. So you need to do some self-reflection here. Again, write down any patterns there may have been or what went wrong even in your marriage. For some of these patterns, especially with addiction or abuse, you may need the help of a good therapist, someone who can help you stop some of these patterns so you can move forward into a healthier relationship. If you do have children, this step is essential. Self-work is as important for your kids as it is for you. Your kids want to see their parents healthy and stable. Once you do this self-work, you should be ready to move forward. When you decide you are ready to get back into the dating world, you need to make sure this is your decision. You should not do it at the encouragement or prodding of well-meaning friends and family. Being nervous or hesitant is completely normal, but feeling like you're being forced is not. Don't let anyone else tell you if you are ready or not. You have to be the one to make that decision. So now that you're fully ready, you may be feeling like you don't even know where to begin. If you have been married for a long time, it can be really scary to start over. Don't scare yourself out of it. Start with yourself. If you lack self-confidence, what can you do for yourself to bring you up out of that? Exercise, whether you need to lose weight or not, is a great boost. It releases endorphins, which are great for stress release. You will feel healthy and more energized. If you can't get to the gym, you can go for a run or jump rope. Get your heart rate up and you will feel instantly better. Eat a clean diet because eating well helps to keep your energy levels up and boost your immunity. If you can afford it, go and get your hair or your nails done. Sometimes during a divorce, we stop taking care of ourselves and we stop doing things that make us feel good. You are entitled to do things for yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and speak something encouraging. Don't look at yourself in disgust. Tell yourself you are attractive, smart, and deserving of a new start in your life. Next, you can make a list of what you are looking for in a new partner. Write down all of the qualities that your new partner absolutely must have. 
another list of the things you would like them to have, understand that it's impossible to find someone who is perfect. So be realistic here. You can even make a list of qualities that you cannot tolerate. For example, if you just got out of an abusive marriage, you want to put that in that last section there. Next, you need to figure out how you might meet this person. Decide what you're open to. If you are open to blind dates, you can let your friends and family know you're looking. They may have someone they would want to match you up with. Or maybe you're open to online dating. I know a lot of people who do that these days. There are so many online sites to choose from. I think the good thing about this is that you know a lot from the person from reading their profile. You certainly wouldn't or couldn't walk up to someone in a bar and ask them their religious preferences and all kinds of personal questions. If you decide to go this route, though, make sure you use a respectable service. A lot of them screen people beforehand. I would also recommend if you do this and accept a date, go somewhere in public with your own transportation and tell a friend or family member where you will be just for safety purposes. There are other ways to meet prospective partners. You can join a group at your church or go to the gym, take your kids to the park and to school events. There are plenty of single parents at those places. Find a group or a class relating to a hobby or something you're interested in. If you meet someone there, then you'll already know that they have similar interests as you. Anywhere you go can be a place to meet, and it can happen when you're least expecting it. Be open to all possibilities. Accept a date, even if it may not seem to be the perfect match. I always say it's good practice. It's important to get yourself back in the game. The first date, you might be really, really nervous, but after you get a few dates under your belt, it'll start to feel more comfortable. It's good to have adult conversation again and enjoy a night out. You deserve it. You can't be around the kids all the time. For a first date, I would say it's best to steer away from deep conversations about your divorce or your last relationship. Keep it light. Definitely talk about interests, work, and your kids. I say bring up the kids right away because you will need to know if this is someone you can take on date number two or not. If they want nothing to do with children, you want to know that right away because chances are that's not going to change about them. If the person is not a match, do not get discouraged. Just move forward and tell yourself you are just getting more practice. The time will come when you do find someone you really like. Your next question may be, well, when do I tell my kids? Everyone has a different opinion on this. It also depends on how old the kids are. If you have very young children, such as elementary age, I would wait a bit. Remember, the children went through a divorce too. They need time to heal, just like you did. The last thing you want is for them to get attached to someone new where there is a possibility of it not working out. That being said, we never really know if a relationship is going to work or not. So does that mean to never introduce them? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is at least wait a bit to determine if this looks like it is going to be serious. Really get to know this person better. 
at least three to six months is what I would recommend for young children. After that, when you determine this to be a good lasting relationship, ease them into it. Talk to them first before you introduce them to the new partner. Let them ask any questions. The first introduction should be short and then grow from there. I would suggest initially not to have any public displays of affection in front of young children, such as heavy petting or kissing. I know that seems pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised. Let them get used to this new connection. Holding hands is fine, but watch your child to determine what they're ready for. Again, this will depend a lot on the circumstances surrounding the divorce and each individual child and, of course, the ages of the children. When the kids are middle school age, it's okay to be more open with them about your dating life, but be prepared for backlash. At this age, they are generally filled with angst and can be moody or developing behavioral issues. If your child is having a difficult time with you moving on, take baby steps. I would talk to your child and explain that you have a right to a life of your own, and you are going to with or without their permission because you're an adult. At the same time, do take their feelings into consideration. If they are having a difficult time, you can take things slowly. When you're dealing with a high school age child, you will most likely find that they are not overly concerned with your love life. They are probably trying to navigate their own at this point. At that age, they usually understand your need to date. What you may find, though, is a child who is trying to manage your life. They may believe that it's their business to decide who is acceptable or unacceptable for you. Or maybe they will be your biggest cheerleader, pushing you out into the dating world. It's actually a bit charming when the kids try to become the parents. You can assure your teenager that you are a grown-up and can make your own decisions, but you appreciate how much they love and care for you. Last, I want to say you are going to get a lot of unsolicited advice, not only from your children, but also from friends, family, and even coworkers. Some of the advice will be well-intentioned, but just not right for you. Only you know yourself well enough to know when the right time is for you to date and to make decisions regarding your kids. And only you know who the right partner is. Do the work on yourself first so, so that you know that you are doing your personal best to make the right choices. This is your life and you are entitled to live it, especially after going through the trauma of divorce. Do you have any tips on dating that you would like to share with me and the audience? You can comment on the show notes at blendedfamilypodcast forward slash zero three. You can read all about my after divorce dating and how I met Sean at McDonald's in the weekly blog post on the website titled, Yes, We Met at McDonald's. Next week, we're going to talk about holidays and traditions as here in the U.S. we are approaching some really big holidays. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And please give me a review so more people can find the show. And like I said, I'm going to put a link in the show notes about the Hardman family. So I know that it's really hard around the holidays to find it, to donate. 
We're all tight on money, but anything would probably help these people. And please keep them in your prayers. If you have any questions, please email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And uh, I appreciate you so much for listening to the show. I've been working really hard on this. So if you want to share it with a friend, that would be great. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.